0: Hello everyone and welcome to the World According to Germini, where we look at the state of humanity from the perspective of this group of individuals born under the sign of duality. Germini. People forever cursed with inability to make a decision, people with inability to take a side, always fluctuating between two personalities and so on. this is my second attempt at creating the most popular podcast in the world. Today we are going to talk about being or not being a vegetarian. To meet or not to meet, that is a question. Now, everyone has an opinion. Fair enough. Me, I am a Germanite. I have two. I will let you decide. Uh, In my first podcast, I gave you an introduction to the most common Germanite traits and uh, gave you two or three reasons uh, and two or three lessons in dealing with uh, Germanites. I'm quite happy about it as it seemed to rub quite a few people the wrong way, and it seemed uh, that I managed to piss off a very nice lady who went uh, like this. You think you are confused? You have no idea how life is difficult for me, and I am a Libra. Uh, That was uh, mostly a one-sided argument, which she 100% she did she proved that I was wrong in every single detail. She said that my description matched her personality and her life perfectly, even though she was not Germany. After destroying me completely, she said she's still looking forward to my second podcast, uh, probably in order to disagree with everything I say. Well, that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with this, because Here goes another lesson for you and uh, another uh, Germani trait. For those of you trying to interact with Germani, remember, never have an argument with Germani. It's a waste of time for two reasons. First, we don't like confrontation. We try to avoid it as much as possible. And if we are forced to be involved in the argument, we run Emotionally, psychologically, we run. Uh, The second reason is, and this is a real problem for us, we always see the both sides of the argument. Because as every Germani knows, no one is 100% right and no one is 100% wrong. If you're trying to prove something to Germani, please don't because most likely we already agree with at least a half of your arguments. Most of the people enter arguments with one goal only, to prove that they are right and to destroy their opponents, nothing else. We… well, we don't, because we are not competitive. We know that we are right, it's just we couldn't be bothered to prove it to our opponents, as they would not be able to see the whole picture anyway. But other horoscope signs, they just wouldn't stop. They would force the argument on us. They would continue to bang on and bang on just because they need to prove the validity of their arguments. What they don't get is that we don't really care about who is right and who is wrong. Because, as I said, we know that no one is. Uh, well, uh, except of us. We are always right. In knowing that everything is constantly changing. The truth, the realities, the circumstances, the context, and so on. The world is fluid, and German eyes are fluid. Uh, we are able to ride with the changes. And that's probably not the best quality to have. That is our curse. I envy. Those who have a rock-solid opinions, who have long established ethical and moral positions, like Leos, for example. The life is easy for those people. Leos, they have arrogance to think that they are right about everything. They always know. They have all the answers. They actually see the world in monochrome, black and white, up and down, in and out. Now, our world is different. Our world itself is Germany. It changes every minute. Uh, I'll give you a good example. Uh, I was woken up this morning at the ungodly hour at 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't even know how anyone can uh, exist at this hour. It's inhumane. We shouldn't even be alive at 10 o'clock in the morning. But I didn't have a choice, somebody woke me up. So I uh, put on my shoes and I cleaned whatever you know had to be cleaned and came outside to have a quick coffee. It was a bad idea. At this time of the day, the world is grim. It was a hostile territory outside. The colors were too bright, the sounds were too harsh. There was this old, horrible woman walking towards me. She looked like a witch, and she was dragging along one of those creatures, sometimes referred to as dogs, you know, those little, nasty, horrible things who look like a kitchen mop. They um, have um, small, sharp, pointy teeth, and they bark like this. They hate everyone, including their owner. So, They were walking towards me, and this evil-looking woman started to stare at me with suspicion and hatred. You know, I have this effect on people. Uh, It looked like she was about to say something nasty, and her so-called dog was getting ready to take a chunk out of my leg. And then something incredible happened. This dirty little kitchen mop looked at me waggled his rat-like tail and said, Woof! I swear to God, he smiled. He didn't want to violate me, after all. He just wanted to say hi. And this nice, sweet old lady said something like, Nice day, isn't it? And you know what? She was right. The day suddenly became nice, beautiful, warm and sunny. How about that? I told you, the world itself is Germany. Now, in my next podcast, I will tell you about the area where I live. It sounds like a name of the medieval torture chamber, and it contains the most bizarre combination of characters you could find the north of River Liffey. But for now, I'm supposed to talk about this argument I was dragged into. As I told you in my first podcast... There was a boy, and there was a girl. The boy was British, and the girl was German. They were young and beautiful. They met up in the Temple Bar area in Dublin and ended up having a dinner in my friend's house. Now everything was going well, and it looked like they were getting more and more, uh, you know, romantically inclined, shall we say. Now, this dinner was a turning point in this love story. It was an impromptu meal. It wasn't uh, discussed beforehand. It wasn't planned. It just happened. And when they sat down, something very important came out. The girl was a vegetarian. Not the militant type, though. Uh, I mean, she did call her potential boyfriend a murderer, couple of times, but otherwise uh, the conversation was quite civil uh, for a while. That's when I came in to pick something up from my friend, who already didn't feel very comfortable with his potentially explosive scenario. He started to get a bit worried about this discussion, so he was very happy when I came in and immediately invited me to sit at the table, hoping that I would mellow the conversation somehow. Bad idea this was the Germanic vegetarian female immediately latched on to me and uh, tried to make me her ally. She wanted my support. Now, the boy didn't really mind. He, uh, but he did make a joking remark about vegetarians who murder living plants. It was not a good idea. It did start a war, and obviously the chances of those two getting romantically involved with each other were fading fast. And me, uh, being an idiot and a Germani, you know, I honestly thought that I might be able to help the situation a bit, simply by reasoning and providing a few facts, you know, Science, biology, anatomy, you know, reason, facts, and so on. Nope. I have no idea which star signs those two were. Not Germanize, definitely, because it didn't work. You know, when I came, they wanted to kill each other. At the end of our meal, they both wanted to kill me instead. And uh, my friend accused me of provoking those two souls, and uh, said that their Romans is doomed, all because of me. Why? Because I proved to them that they both were right and they both were wrong at the same time. In the end of the evening, all three of them were angry at me. Now, what's new? You know, that's what being a Germani is about. That is our fate. So, anyway, let's get back to our main subject and talk about this never-ending war between the murderous meat-eaters and uh, uh, vegetarians. And you know, the funny thing is, I noticed, uh, that vegetarians call meat-eaters murderers, but most of the active vegetarians I met themselves were... Aggressive, judgmental, violent, militant warriors for the Holy cause. You know, funny, isn't it? Uh, but not all of them want to rip your liver out, though. Some of them are quite, uh, you know, well-educated people with manners and so on. And they have ethical or ecological reasons to eat their cabbage burgers. They say that all those trillions of cows are producing so much methane that it actually starts to erode the ozone layer. So, apparently, every time a daisy farts somewhere in Yorkshire, our world is getting closer to being fried by the UV radiation. Well, uh, there's only one thing I can say. A vegetarian diet also contributes to the destruction of the ozone layer. I'm about to say something politically incorrect. We don't usually have cows in our houses, but some of us do live with vegetarians. I only had one occasion in my life when I had to share a tent with a vegetarian biker during the bike rally in the island. I know it sounds weird, a vegetarian biker, but it is true. Now, he lived on those healthy energy bars made from nuts, oats, hay, and some other healthy stuff. Uh, So, we came in. I lasted for about an hour. At about 2 a.m., I crawled out of our tent, I was partially blind from the stench, I was disoriented and my head was buzzing and my faith in humanity was fading fast. All environmental issues aside, I would rather sleep in the room with 20 meat eaters than with one vegetarian. Sorry. Now, let's get serious. Facts. Science. Uh, You know, Mother Nature is an amazing engineer. She designed and built everything, including us. And she made us an integral part of everything around us and every process around us. Um, And everything works in a perfect harmony and there is a certain logic and reason uh, in workings of uh, of the universe. So as much as I sympathize with the emotional arguments of uh, confused members of our society, I'd prefer to get the facts straight first and to have a tantrum later. So to meet or not to meet. Let's look at how we exist and how we support our existence from the scientific point of view. No emotions. Cold, boring, factual, no speculation, a pure science, okay? To exist, we need to feed. Like every living organism, we need nutrition, we need energy, calories, microelements, minerals, and so on. I also need uh, coffee and a cigarette every morning. And the most important source of energy is protein, Now, proteins are those big, large, complex molecules. They are structural components of our bodies and are essential part of all living organisms. We cannot exist without protein. It's needed for all critical processes in our bodies, uh, like um, immune function, cellular processes, uh, cell structure, growth development, and so on. We need a constant supply of protein, and so it is the single most important part of our diet. Now, we can get protein from two sources, plants and animals, that's it. Uh, Animal and plant proteins are slightly different. Plant protein sources are called incomplete proteins. There's usually one or more of the essential amino acids missing. There may be two or three plants on the whole planet, uh, which have complete proteins. Uh, it's bees, uh, soybeans. But all the rest, they don't have it. So if you eat only plants, to get a proper nutrition, you have to combine them to form complete proteins. Now, animal proteins are known as complete proteins, which means they contain all nine essential amino acids. There are advantages and disadvantages in both diets. Obviously, the plant-based foods provide um, less protein nutrition, but on the other hand, they contain antioxidants and fiber, which animal proteins don't have. Now, differences are not really important. Now, let's look at us, mammals. Basically, there are three main categories of mammals herbivores who eat herbs and plants, carnivores who eat meat, and omnivores who eat everything. Now, let's look at the differences. We will leave out chemistry, glandular activity, the digestive juices, and concentrate on two most important parts, teeth and digestive systems. That will show clearly which group of mammals we belong to. Herbivores. Plants don't have as much energy as meat, so herbivores have to eat more than carnivores and must chew continuously, so they have large flat teeth, molars, which are used to crush and to grind food. Uh, herbivore digestive system is massive because plants are more difficult to digest and uh, they need more time to uh, process, so the digestive tract is very long and very complex. It includes uh, storage, um, digestive sacs, uh, fermenting, that's uh, very complicated. Uh, for example, cows. They have a stomach with four chambers. The food first passes through two chambers, then it returns to the mouth back for additional chewing. Once the cow uh, re-chews and swallows the stuff back, it passes through the third and fourth stomach chambers for further digestion. Very complex. Now, carnivores. Teeth. They have long pointy teeth to tear up chunks of flesh, as there is no need to crush and grind meat, as it starts digesting very fast meat is easy to digest. It starts breaking down immediately and the process is very fast. Meat is also full of uh, nutrients. It stores lots of energy, so carnivores only need a simple and short digestive tract to extract everything it needs. Uh, Now, herbivores have intestinal tracts which are 10-12 times their body length. Carnivores have tracts which are three times shorter like three, five times their body length. The difference is huge. Now let's look at the third group, omnivores. Now they have teeth uh, which are pointy enough to serve the purpose of uh, tearing meat, but they also have molars to grind plants. Uh, Now, the digestive systems are somewhat in the middle. They are not as simple as the carnivores and are not nearly as complex as the herbivores. They still uh, can digest plant material and they can successfully digest and process meat. So, their digestive tracts are about 20-40 feet, exactly in the middle between cows and uh, wolves. So, based on those factors and based on anatomy, Humans are naturally omnivores and are adapted to omnivores diet, which includes both plant and animal sources. This is the science for you. We are not cows and we are not wolves. We are omnivores. So, here's your conclusion. Your diet is a conscious choice. I repeat, It is a conscious choice, made because of the ethical, ecological, or emotional reasons. You can be vegetarian, or meat eater, or both. It is your choice. That's how we are designed. That's anatomy. Now I'm going to destroy both vegetarians and meat eaters. I'm going to prove why those arguments which they have are completely and utterly useless. I personally don't take sides. I'm somewhere in the middle. Well, depending on the time of the day. So first, let's rip into vegetarians. They are the socially aware group who do the right thing by not taking part in murdering of defenseless animals. Or maybe they do? Well, let's have a look. In the crop production, Bugs, insects, birds, bees, mice, rats, rabbits, frogs, lizards, moles, possums, snakes, they all are killed by pesticides, by fertilizers, by tractors and other machinery. Now, fertilizers and pesticides from crops are washed into the waterways and kill fish and other marine life. So well done to you vegetarians. You can be proud for saving our planet. Also, the myth that modern fruit and veg are more healthy than meat is just that, a myth. Bullock's, well, if you excuse my Russian. 3 years ago, the analysis of nearly 100,000 of uh, homegrown fruit and veg samples in Europe found a 53% rise in contamination by the most hazardous pesticides over nine years. This study was conducted by Pesticides Action Network Europe. Professor Nicole Van Dam of the German Center for Biodiversity Research described the report as shocking She said, what is the point of eating healthy if the healthy fruit and vegetables are sprayed with toxin? Spokeswoman from the same organization, she said, consumers are now in an awful position. They're told to eat fresh fruit, much of which is contaminated with the most toxic pesticide residues linked to serious health impacts. Makes you think, huh? Now, the agriculture in general, crops and livestock, both, they, uh, you know, when they are produced commercially, they all destroy our environment and our health. And uh, also they are, of course, affected by the same factors like the quality of uh, water, air and soil. So let's have a look at this. Rainwater. What do we have there? Dust, smoke, soot, asbestos, lead, copper, and substances which are called PFAS, toxic forever. They're called forever chemicals because they do not degrade in the environment. They stay there forever. The research from the National Atmospheric Deposition Program, which works with the Department of the U.S. Geological Survey, found them present in rainwater samples from across the country. They found more than, now just listen to this, 4,700 toxic forever chemicals which are present in our water and air, and therefore in crops and animals. Now, what chemicals do we have in the river water, river, lakes, and so on? Fertilizers, which are killing marine life. Chlorine, which causes cancers and asthma. Lead, which harms pregnant women and children. Arsenic, which causes skin damage and cancer. Pesticides, which affect the nervous system and hormones. PFAS, which are causing cancers, thyroid disease and uh, weakened immunity. On top of that, we have everything which gets there from our sewage systems, which cannot be filtered. Stuff like steroid hormones, Estrogen, testosterone, antibiotics, mood stabilizers, microplastics, blood thinners, painkillers, fluoride. Now, that is a separate story, by the way, fluoride. According to the medical journal Lancet, fluoride is one of only 11 chemicals that are known to damage the developing brain. Kids, in other words, kids, developing brain. Three main effects of fluoride are reduced intelligence, ADHD, and impaired capacity to learn and remember. Nice? Now let's move to soil, grass, plants, crops. They are full of fertilizers, pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides. So vegetarians. Still think you are saving the planet and leading a healthy lifestyle? <sighs> There's a last bit of info taken from the EPA, US Environmental Protection Agency. There are five examples of what we routinely have in our healthy feed, non-organic or organic. So this is the information from their um, uh, main um, website page. Just a few examples. Atrazine. Now, I'm not sure that I pronounce those names correctly. Atrazine. It's an endocrine disruptor linked to fertility problems. Acephate, A non-neurotoxin in the same class of chemicals as those used as nerve agents in World War II. Paraguat. Risk of developing Parkinson's disease. Most pyroid insecticides are linked to autism, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's and are highly toxic to bees, all the pollinators, and fish. Dichlopropin well, I think I pronounced it correctly, a highly toxic fumigant causing respiratory problems and cancer. And then text continues. The health effects of pesticides depend on the type of pesticides. Some affect the nervous system, some irritate the skin of the eyes, some are cancer agents, others uh, may affect the hormone or endocrine system in the body. And then um, it says search for the particular pesticide of interest to see how it affects your health. They have a search engine on the site. And do you know why uh, they have a search engine? Because the number of those uh, substances, and do you know the number? Now listen to this, 4,700. You might say, no, 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 no. no. We only buy an organic produce, so we, we are safe. Really? USDA did a study of hundreds of organic products tested on store shelves five years ago. More than 40% came back positive for pesticides. Corn and soybean uh, farmers in the US are not growing enough organic feed to meet demand. That means that certified organic meat often comes from animals fed with what is supposed to be organic feed from China or India. Right? We all are safe now. After pissing off the vegetarian crowd, let's deal with the meat eaters. Livestock animals drink polluted water, they breathe polluted air, they are given hormones, antibiotics, vaccines, formulated feeds, and let's even not mention what chemicals are used to cure and preserve meat after uh, they've been slaughtered. Now, meat in the food industry is considered a high-risk product because it starts rotting right after the slaughter, producing toxins and dangerous microorganisms. For example, pork meat serves as a vector for pathogenic worms to enter the human body. And so, we use preservatives. Antimicrobials, antioxidants, nitrates, chlorine, steroids, sodium acid, uh, MSG, sodium pyrophosphate, all of which we put in our bodies with our steaks, burgers, and processed crap like sausages, bacon strips, frankfurters, and so on. But all of this, nothing, compared to the stuff which is produced by the animal themselves when they are being slaughtered. Stress hormones and adrenaline, which is a neurotransmitter. It's a chemical released by adrenal glands during the high stress times. Old people didn't know all the fancy names like neurotransmitters, hormones, and so on. They knew something else. Because they were um, intuitively much closer to the uh, to the nature, and they intuitively understood what is happening in the in the nature. So they uh, they knew that animals feel pain, anxiety, uh, fear, uh, terror when they are slaughtered, and that is what we eat. We eat terror and fear, literally. I think by now you all are. Uh, very depressed, upset, angry, and most of you probably wish you never, ever met me. So, I will start giving you some good news for a change. Good news. Now, first of all, not everything is as bad as it seems. You see, we have developed this unique ability to adapt. We adapt to everything. Imagine a Homo erectus the first human who lived in a pollution-free environment. Now imagine that you somehow uh, uh, were able to bring him to uh, our time. What will happen? He will suffocate in our air in five minutes flat. And give him a drink of our tap water. He will explode from diarrhea. Feed him a chicken nugget from McDonald's. What will happen? I don't think he will survive. And Now look at this. McDonald's feeds millions of people every day and, what, they're alive. Well, kind of. I personally know a dude who eats there every single day. He is still alive. Well, he's a musician, which might explain some of it, but, uh, generally speaking, he's okay. See? We consume the whole of a periodic table of chemical elements every day, and we're still alive. We are surrounded by plastics, radio waves, electric fields, mobile towers, Democrats, and we survive. We listen to the most uh, damaging crap called modern music, and we are still conscious. Now, imagine giving a Spice Girls CD to Mozart to listen. He will have a nervous breakdown. He will commit a suicide. He will cut his ears off. But look at us, we survive. You know, somebody told me that Spice Girls sold more records than Miles Davis and Mozart combined together. And you are worried about the amount of chemicals in your food, come on, you'll be fine, don't worry. Now, all the information in this uh, podcast comes from the certified and trusted sources. And obviously from my own experience, which you uh, also can trust completely. As you know, uh, german is a suckers for information. We take it in like a sponge. We want to know everything about anything, and we take in every bit of information we can get our hands on. I'm a musician, right? I'm not a farmer, not a butcher, not a doctor, not a scientist, but I met enough people in my life who are and were. And trust me, they didn't know how to get rid of me while I was interrogating them on a variety of different subjects, including our conversation right now. Uh, also, I have you know, a uh, little bit of my own experience. I stayed on a farm near the slaughterhouse in Western Ukraine when I was a kid. I would never forget this. I was stealing and cooking chicken and ducks from the collective farm near Moscow when I was a hungry student. I used to go uh, hunting and skinning and cooking animals with my granddad in Siberia and uh, go fishing with my uncle in the far east of uh, Russia. I used to stay and exchange stories with a milk farmer in Cavan, and with the shepherds in Middle Asia in Soviet Union where we cooked lamb every evening. And uh, a chief shepherd told me something interesting she uh, she told me that lamb is uh, uh, the healthiest meat you can find why now according to him cows are very intelligent they feel terror because they know that they are about to be killed pigs have a highly developed nervous system they are perfectly aware about what's uh, going to happen to them so and so they experience stress and fear Sheep, sorry to say, they are so dumb that they don't even realize that they are being put down. There's no stress, no adrenaline, nothing. I saw how he did it every evening and once I did it myself. He would push sheep on her side. He will make a small incision with a very short and very sharp pocket knife, and then he will start. um, He will put his hand in and he will start pushing his uh, hand with the knife between the muscle layers without causing sheep any pain. And the sheep would just lie on her side and continue chewing, no bother. Then he will reach the sheep's heart and, with one swift move, cut the main artery. And sheep will slowly stop chewing and slowly close her eyes. That's it. No pain, no fear, no stress hormones, nothing. Also, she told me that uh, sheep are almost exclusively raised on open pastures, have a very strong immune system, and practically never get ill. So, there's rarely need for antibiotics. You see, that is a healthy meat for you. Also, there are places where you can uh, get meat, which was slaughtered in accordance with the Islamic rules of halal. It's one of the most humane methods available to the meat uh, industry. And it produces meat, which is much healthier than anything you can get from your uh, butcher. Uh, you will see. I will read you uh, some of the rules. I have it uh, written here. Rule number one. The animal should not have scars or injuries. And uh, always have to have an access to drinking water and never fed animal byproducts as part of its uh, diet. Rule number two, the animal must be treated with respect and dignity prior to its slaughter. Number three, the animals must be alive before slaughter, and the slaughterman must recite a tasmiyya, the prayer thanking Allah, and this prayer also um, uh, has to pacify the animal. Number four, animals should not witness the slaughter of another animal, so they are calm and not scared. Number five, animals must be slaughtered with a sharp knife, with a smooth blade, and it must be done with one quick pass of the blade to minimize the pain. Also, animal cannot see the person who will slaughter them. So, It's hugely important. No stress, no hormones, no adrenaline. So, go find a halal meat shop. This is the healthiest meat you can get right now. Or you might want to go to Japan. I was touring there about 30 years ago, and I was told that uh, there is an island where they produce this incredible beef, which is probably the most expensive beef on the planet. I don't remember what it's called. The cows are being massaged daily. They are fed pure grain and olive powder. They drink beer and they listen to the music. I don't think you can get anything healthier than that. Well, you can always put a Spice Girls CD for your cows to listen. Well, if you do, let me know what happens. I would love to hear about this. And now there's some good news for our vegetarian friends as well. It's not just cows who respond well to the music. According to a group of French researchers who apparently didn't have anything more important to do, uh, you can improve the well-being of your carrots and cucumbers by exposing them to different types of music. So what they did? They put speakers into five or six greenhouses and measured the plant growth, oral state, biomass and so on. So the best music for plants turned out to be a classical music. The second best was hard rock. Uh, the jazz resulted in plants growing much slower and the worst was the electronic dance music. The Spice Girls were not included in the experiment for obvious reasons now mind you uh, you know if you think that you can trust those results and those uh, you know researchers uh, mind you that those researchers were the same bunch who a couple of years earlier conducted a series of experiments with cats while trying to understand uh, how cats are always able to land on their feet so what they did they hired a the videographer they acquired a number of cats and they started to throw them from the roof, one by one, and filming the process. Then, uh, when police arrived to arrest those idiots, they already had enough video material for their research, and soon after they were released from the police station, they presented their report to the French Academy of Sciences. So, uh, use this information at your own risk. Well, I would still try Spice Girls. Your cabbage burger will never be the same. To conclude, to meet or not to meet. Now, you know everything there is to know. Make your own decision. But make sure you do it for the right reason and not in order to save our ozone layer. Just remember the story about my biker friend. Well... I think I've annoyed you long enough uh, so I will finish now you might want to support me in my hard work and yes it is a hard work for Germany to stay focused on the same subject without getting confused or drifting off to talk about aliens or conspiracy theories and God knows I wanted to and actually, You know, we will in one of those um, recordings. So, if you want, and I hope you will, you can support me by becoming my patron in Patreon. It's easy. Just go to uh, www.patreon.com slash Oleg Easy. You can also find a lot of articles there and videos on a variety of different subjects. You can send me a message, you can threaten me with a lawsuit or ask me to prepare a podcast on anything which might interest you. Uh, I would be happy to oblige everything from the Germani perspective. And for now, thank you for listening and all the best. God bless.